Welcome back, Islanders, to Fantasy Island, where today we're going to talk to King about his glimpse into the state of the 2023 fantasy. King's going to go ahead and give you his perspectives and insights. Definitely things are changing fantasy football, guys. And I think that over the past few years, we have mentioned it. We have said it. I know Bombo calls it the no running back truthers. But the reality is fantasy's changing, guys. And the days of the workhorse running back are gone. The days of the running backs that are dominating the first round is gone. This is a completely targeted wide receiver quarterback fantasy prevalent league. And that's the way this thing is driven. You know, um, I guess for older guys like me, the days of the workhorse running back are completely gone because almost every team now has two or three viable running backs. And it makes it harder for fantasy. And I think what fantasy has done is they've done a good job this year, at least actually ranking the guys in the right spots. You know, in the beginning, I was thinking about like, damn, all these running backs are rated so low. But the reality is they're sort of rated in the right position because of how many points they're actually going to score. And we have to start looking at this thing a little bit differently. Um, I understand there's still guys there that think that the running back position is going to be the one that you need to start your building block with your team with. But the reality is, guys, especially in a PPR league, if you got a receiver in the first round that gets 100 catches, that's 100 points right off the top. So the value of the wide receiver is much higher than the running back now in the state of fantasy. You know, we have to understand that. And we have to start adjusting, you know, accordingly. Right? I know that a lot of guys here still want to, you know, take running backs, take even a guy like Travis Kelsey. But I I was helping a buddy do a draft the other day, and by the second round, he's already thinking, I got to get me a running back. I got to get me a running back. Why? You're reaching now at this point. Just get you the next best receiver. Load up on receivers. And that's what this fantasy league's about. You know, there's things that are going on with the running backs in real life as well. And I want to touch on that a little bit. And it's, you know, we're talking about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor last year was the number one rated fantasy guy in fantasy. He completely took a shit last season. Had a bad season, got hurt, never really got his footing, just never really got any momentum, and they got, he got shut down at the end of the year. You know, start over. You know, you fast forward to this year, he wants a new contract. You know, he's in the last year of his contract. He's extension eligible. The team told him, we're not going to give you an extension. And if we do, we're not going to pay you the money you're asking. So he's asked for a trade. Um, as my understanding is that the thing with the NFL, too, is there's multiple deadlines. So there was a deadline that he needed to be traded by last Tuesday because it was cut down day. The reality is he needs to get off of the pup list by today. The day we're recording is on a Sunday. So he has to get off the pup list by today. I want to say 5 p.m. Eastern time to be able, eligible to play in week one. They still can trade him today. So my understanding is there's one team trying to really work it out, and is the Miami Dolphins. Um, guys, I'm just saying this. If Jonathan Taylor goes on that team, they have a real legitimate shot of, of doing some damage in the AFC because the way that they run their their horizontal stuff, and this guy just runs north and south, He's going to explode through their offense. I really like what they do offensively there, and 
I just think an addition of him would be ridiculous. But I guess, you know, me and T were talking the other day and T was making a comment that, you know, Indianapolis is being so stupid and they're they're asking, you know, a ridiculous price for them, but they don't want to pay them. Well, that's not being stupid, T. That's smart business. You buy low and sell high. You know what I mean? They know what's out there. They know if somebody's looking for him, they can get maximum value for him. Yeah, they, and they don't need to pay him. It's the way the market's dictating. Somebody will, though, and somebody wants him. So hopefully he gets moved. I, I guess what I'm getting at is the lifespan in the NFL is very short for running backs anyway. I think at this point in fantasy, your target needs to be wide receivers, especially in keeper leagues. Just target the best wide receivers, get a couple of them, get you a good quarterback mixed with them. And I think that's going to transition me in my next discussion. I think this year we're going to see another step from another group of guys. And, you know, I just want to go back in a couple of years. And every year there's an addition of a number one receiver to a quarterback that elevates him, right? And we can go back to Stephon Diggs when Josh Allen was coming up. We can go to so many different guys, right? A.J. Brown with Hurts. We can go to Tyreek Hill with Tua. We can go even to Jamar Chase with Burrow because the first year Burrow didn't have him. And they take that next step when they get that stud number one receiver. And I think this is the year for DJ Moore and for Justin Fields. I think the reality is Justin Fields is primed. I think that the new regime there has really set him up for success. And I don't think he's going to disappoint. I really see both of those players taking that next step this year. I'm going out on a limb to say Justin Fields will be a top-tier quarterback for the next four or five years. He'll be in the, he might not be in the Josh Allen Mahomes, but he's definitely going to be a, right there with Hurts, Burrow, and all those other guys. So he's definitely going to have that ability. I think that the weapons they have around him are going to allow him to flourish. And the reality is he's under pressure this year. You know, there's a couple quarterbacks in our league really under pressure, and one of them is Justin Fields. I, I think he's going to go ahead and he's he's going to do very well. But on the other hand, if he doesn't, it looks like uh, me and T are going to be looking for a new quarterback in Chi-Town. I think the other thing that you know we have to realize is there's other quarterbacks in the league under a lot of pressure. And the one that I'm going to talk about now is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the media darling. Everybody's all over him. He's on Hard Knocks. Bombos mentioned it. T's mentioned it. These guys really don't have the quality of a team to get them to the Super Bowl. I don't believe that offensively. You know, I think their offensive line just isn't ready for that. He's only got a couple years. So I understand what everyone's excited about, and the Jets haven't been to a fucking playoff game in fucking 30, 40 years, something like that, since Joe Namath. But come on, guys. Let's put a little filter on it and slow this down a little bit. All right. I still have them finishing last in their division. I don't, I don't even know how you can get in the playoffs finishing last in your division. But enough of this Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Super Bowl, man. You know, I think the other thing for me, too, is, and I get it. They're big boys and everything else. But this trickles down into the lower, lower ranks of football, college football, high school football. If you don't win that ultimate prize, your season was a failure. And I get it in the NFL. They're grown men. Okay, but it's seeping down into the lower ranks of football. And that's not necessarily true. There are really good seasons that can be had and things that can happen. And, 
you know, people do well on teams and the teams mature and take those steps. Just because you don't win that ultimate prize doesn't mean you're a failure. But in this case, if he doesn't win that ultimate prize, I'm going to call him a failure. The last thing I want to talk about is I just want to throw out a couple things that I think are going to be make this season really good. I think that the play of certain guys and elevation of certain guys are going to change, you know, the landscape of how we look at drafts and how these new players come up and certain players are valued. And I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb, you know, do a little predicting here, I guess, a little, you know, Swami type of setup here. But I'm going to give you guys my fantasy champions for this year. And these are guys who are going to be the MVPs, the fantasy MVPs. I'm throwing them out preseason so that we can go back at the end of the season and say, fuck how bad you were, fucking King. This is horrible. But my fantasy MVP for this year can be Justin Fields. My runner-up is going to be Tyreek Hill. I think both those guys are going to have monster years. I think if you have any piece of those guys, you're in good shape. You know, it's one of those things, too, where they're motivated. Both of these players are motivated, and they want to do well. The cheetah's just ridiculous. He's just, he wants to be the best guy. He wants his name in the books. He wants all that shit. You know, but I just... I feel that those two guys are going to be the standout guys this year. I love me some Justin Jefferson. I love me some Jamar Chase. I love certain guys. I just think these two guys are going to be a little bit above everybody else. And I hope they let just Justin Fields run. Just run, dude. Just run. Because he's one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, the last thing I want to talk about is our Fantasy Island fuck-ups. And this year, it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, what in the fuck is going on in Arizona? Two days ago, three days ago, or a week before the season started, so this whole offseason, Colt McCoy's their starter. Colt McCoy's a starter. They just cut him two days ago. Now they got Josh Dobbs and some dude I never heard of. Okay, if that isn't just serious tanking, I don't know what is, and that shit shouldn't be allowed in the NFL, but I feel so bad for Arizona Cardinal fans. Here's the thing, fantasy football owners, stay the fuck away from anybody on the Arizona Cardinals because they are just a, a lump of shit. I don't understand what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing. So I, I don't get that, but they're my biggest fantasy loser of the year already. The other one that I'm going to say, buyer beware, stay the fuck away, is the rookie first-round running back, B. John Robinson. Just don't like it. Doesn't smell right to me. Doesn't smell like it's all the way cooked. So I'm going to stay away. I think that you guys got to understand rookies need to sort of acclimate a little bit more to the league and running backs especially. I see him being lucky to play half the games. I think he'll have some big moments early in the year. But I think he's going to get nicked up. And I think that they're going to end up saying, okay, you know what, after 10 games he played, let's go ahead and shelf him and get him ready for next year. But fantasy's changing, guys. We got to stay up with it. We got to progress with it. We got to make sure that we understand it and understand the philosophies, especially in PPR leagues, where that point per reception is huge and the value of these receivers now is higher than anything we've ever seen. Draft those receivers early, get you a good quarterback, and you should be fine.